Welcome to my podcast, the Dr. Raymond Havlicek podcast for the first day of March 2022. As we continue to watch the devastation and the carnage in Ukraine, many are beginning to doubt the sanity of Vladimir Putin. Um, and, um, with good reason, uh, Condoleezza Rice has made some interesting statements I'll mention later. Uh, but first, let's just think about some of the things that are going on, um, in the world as far as, uh, Putin is concerned. Um, <clears throat> uh, the United States says it will add to Russian sanctions if Moscow continues to escalate. So, you know, Putin's got to be concerned about that. Not that he cares. I'm just saying. He's got to be concerned about that. And um, um, South Korea has banned exports of strategic items to Russia. South Korea joins the SWIFT sanctions. That's a big negative. Australia pledges $50 million to NATO to provide weapons for Ukraine. Now, Australia, of course, is not a member of NATO, but they're pledging 50 million bucks. Canada is banning Russian oil imports over uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine, and Canada is sending anti-tank weapons to Ukraine. Okay, Putin has espoused the defense strategy of the Russian Federation um, as nuclear weapons will be used if the Russian state's territory is breached. Well, no one has breached their territory. Um, <clears throat> however, it appears Putin has expanded his nation's nuclear weapons ideology um, to include threats against the Russian way of life. Now, what does that mean? Gosh, I don't know. Does that mean that anything that threatens dictatorship and lack of freedom in Russia could be a reason to launch a nuclear attack? It kind of sounds that way to me. Um, so as Putin has become increasingly frustrated uh, with uh, his war in Ukraine, which is not going great for him, I think he thought it would have been over by now, uh, Ukraine is uh, going amid all the sanctions. It's not surprising that he has resorted to nuclear blackmail. Uh, so if uh, Putin was hoping to achieve more effective, positive pro-Moscow foreign policy uh, relations, it appears the opposite is the case. The world has turned against Putin's aggression in Ukraine, and NATO is strengthening, and even Finland and Sweden are cooperating with the sanctions and supplying military equipment to Ukraine. Uh, fin Finland um, and Sweden have been neutral for a long time. Not now. In fact, Sweden and Finland may join NATO as a result of Putin's genocidal aggression in Ukraine. European nations, most notably Germany, are increasing their contributions to NATO. Switzerland is assisting Ukraine. Now, Switzerland, as you know, has always been neutral. Uh, like Sweden, they were neutral during World War II, at least on the surface they were. But now they are, uh, for the first time ever, coming out of their neutrality. And I guess they're, I guess they're frightened like everyone else that uh, where is this going with uh, Putin, huh? And uh, add to this the growing sanctions and business deals being canceled, the protests across Russia and across the world. It is hard to see that anything is going well for Vladimir Putin. Except for the carnage in Ukraine, he is desiring to perpetrate. So he likes the death and destruction, so I guess that's going well for him, but everything else isn't. The International Criminal Court may even ho uh, hold an investigation into charging Putin 
with war crimes. That's not good. The world has empathized with the Ukrainian people and their suffering. Empathy is a key component of civility and humanitarianism. Albert Einstein said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I really like Einstein's uh, definition of insanity. <clears throat> Einstein was a physicist and not a psychologist, but his common sense description of insanity was entirely clinically accurate, in my opinion. I am a psychologist, so I think he was he's really right. An example of this kind of self-destructive behavior would be the compulsive gambler who runs out of money due to gambling losses, who then goes and mortgages his home, planning for the next big win to overcome and pay for all of the losses previously. Putin keeps escalating his aggression against Ukraine and in so doing intentionally hitting civilians, and yet he seems to be ignoring the, gro the growing damage he is causing uh, Russia. I'm going to play a little of my background music here um, that ex again expresses my sadness for what's going on. Does Putin actually believe that the world will return to normal in its relations with Russia, even if he kills most Ukrainians who are resisting his military's efforts to kill and destroy? Does he actually think that NATO will cancel its commitment to increase defense spending following a Russian victory in Ukraine? Will Putin arrest and torture all those in Russia speaking out against him and yet think he will be admired by those remaining silent? For all these reasons, I believe former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice's description that Putin appears to be descending into an increasingly dark revision of history. I think she's right. I think he is falling apart. And um, in my opinion, Putin seems to have delusions of persecution and delusions of grandiosity. In psychological lingo, this means Putin is insulated from reality and is mainly influenced by internally generated, highly distorted views of reality. He may be a high-functioning psychotic who happens to be intelligent. So Putin gets to use his intelligence to address so-called problems his delusions of persecution and grandiosity cause for him. The reality is that Russia could rejoin the world community if Putin withdrew from Ukraine. Russia could prosper and, and even be respected if Russia subscribed to the same humanitarian and democratic values the rest of the Western world subscribes to. Those are the values that their own people subscribe to. That's why so many are protesting Putin. Russia could have a positive influence in Europe if Putin's Russia aligned itself with the Western values of freedom, democracy, and a multi-party uh, democracy. Russia could do a lot better if Putin was no longer in charge. I don't think the people of Russia like the idea of assassinations of political enemies inside and outside of, uh, of Russia with poison, poison darts. I don't think they like that at all. They, 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 they like the plurality of the Western system and the freedoms it brings. The reason why none of these are possible uh, is because uh, Russia is ruled by oligarchs. These are very rich multi-billionaires who stole a lot of money from the Russian people after the downfall of the Soviet Union. 
And these people see Western values as a direct threat to their power, control, and money, and survival. Consequently, Russia's foreign relations is influenced mainly by a need to exert power and control to ensure the oligarchs' survival and, and control. It's just like the leaders of the communists uh, in the Soviet period. The communists had all the money and they had all the, all the luxuries uh, that uh, the oligarchs have right now, except that their, their power was not in foreign bank accounts so much as it was in the power uh, and the real estate that they controlled within Russia. The existence of a pro-Western, thriving, free Slavic state, uh, that is Ukraine, next to Russia is viewed as a direct threat to the oligarchic elites who fear Russians uh, uh, also uh, would be attracted to the values of the West and its freedom. So the oligarchs believe that if if Ukraine does well as a as a European oriented society, that would be the downfall of their grip of power and money in, in Russia. A leader like Putin, whose defective ego seeks gratification from the life and death absolute control he enjoys over Russia, is certainly threatened by any notion of the proliferation of independence and free will internally. Putin's long-standing hold on power appears to have reinforced his delusional thinking to the point where rationality and facts have no impact whatsoever upon his strategizing. Psychotics are primarily motivated by their internal detached delusional systems. Putin's psychological state is alarming, and ultimately there is nothing the West can do to reduce his uh, delusions of persecu persecution and grandiosity. Notably, Putin decided to attack Ukraine when NATO was at its weakest point and Europe was most dependent on Russian energy. This indicates that Putin's motivation was entirely internal because Europe became increasingly weak. So where is the external threat? Furthermore, those who say that Putin is afraid of, uh, of the eastward expansion of NATO have to consider the reality that if Putin succeeds in Ukraine and takes Ukraine over, he will be right next door to Poland. So right now he has the buffer of Ukraine in between Poland and Russia. But if he takes over Ukraine, he's going to have to deal with the Poles, which is, of course, a NATO num uh, nation, uh, and it'll be right next door. So I think that uh, uh, the evidence that I can see points very strongly uh, to the idea of, uh, of Putin being um, uh, a person who is suffering from persecution, uh, delusions, and grandiosity delusions. Thanks for listening, and uh, listen for my next podcast. The next one will be really interesting. It's going to be with a Russian who emigrated to uh, Ukraine and uh, still has family over there, so I'll be interviewing him today, actually. And uh, stay tuned and uh, listen to it. Thanks for listening. America and God bless the uh, Ukrainian people. Take care.